for Asgard! Well, WTC is in the books, and we have a new grand champion. That's right. Sweden Asgard takes down the field. A perfect 5-0, and uh, although never going 5-0 and in an individual round, and none of their members went 5-0. and An absolutely true definitional team effort. Uh, wonderful tournament overall. Uh, was only able to watch from afar. Uh, across the pond here, uh, but congratulations to our top three in the tournament, uh, those being Sweden Asgard, uh, German Zauberlichling, and then German uh, Erkling uh, going, taking third place. In fourth place, the mighty South Africans rose up, going four and one uh, to round out the top four. Going four, four and one to round out the top four, and uh, my personal favorite uh, with with friends on the team, uh, Team USA Manatee uh, in fifth place. Uh, in sixth place, we have Belgium uh, making a tremendous showing. Uh, seventh place to Blackfooted Ferrets, uh, U.S. team, other U.S. team, and then Team Canada rounding out the top eight. Uh, great tournament to watch from afar. Um, in terms of uh, just sort of watching it on long shanks and seeing how it unfolded. A lot of of twists and turns all throughout. But uh, in the end, Sweden Asgard taking it all, as predicted. As predicted. They were were one of my early favorites, uh, as was was German Z. Um, uh, German A38, who I I had had... um, mad respect for was uh ended up in 12th place um just behind the french in, in 11th um sweden as a as an entirety uh did did very well two two top 10 teams uh asgard taking the very top spot uh but to round out the top 10 uh in 10th place uh sweden midgard so a lot of a lot of good stuff um there and I I want to go through a whole bunch of this. Uh, first off, uh, we'll go back through uh, Sweden's composition. Uh, an amazing run uh, to Olaf uh, Winthrop and his uh, and his Kador lists, uh, being the best Kador in the tournament with a personal record of four and one, um, absolutely propping up the win rate of Kador at the event. Uh, the next best Kador player went two and three. Um, so that is uh, quite a statement on the uh, ability and uh, thoughtfulness of uh, Olaf and Team Asgard uh, in, in their execution and uh, utilization of him in the Kador role. Uh, absolute sniper against uh, absolute sniper against Signar uh, Storm Legion, um, particular. Uh, also had a, a nice win uh, into uh, the good old uh, Secret Dominion list. 
uh, and then did have a, a loss on caster kill to Grimkin uh, in a game in which he was uh, in pretty good position uh, scenario-wise. So really, uh, really strong Kator list out of, out of Asgard. Really strong team uh, overall. Uh, some real, real gems, but uh, I think it's I think it's a great testament to that team and that team's design uh, that they had two players go four and one uh, with their respective factions, and then the other three players were three and two. Uh, so really good players, really solid players all across the board, but really a team effort to uh, to take the gold at uh, WTC. So congratulations again to Team Asgard from Sweden. Uh, fantastic job. Uh, now we'll switch gears a little bit, go to the second place team, uh, German Z, uh, which is uh, German uh, Zauberlierhilling, uh, which uh, I am sure I'm butchering, but I believe it means uh, Wizard's Apprentice. So uh, sweet name for a team. Uh, want to talk a little bit about their composition, uh, again, just to refresh people or, or to get people to understand what they were bringing to the tournament. Uh, they had a Ravens of War list. Uh, they had uh, New Signar, uh, so Wolf and uh, Debris, uh, Debarro, Athena. Uh, they had... Uh, they had uh, Lilith 3. And Lilith in in the Ravens of War, so not their traditional Ravens of War, but the uh, the Lilith three Ravens of War, uh, which did some work this tournament. Uh, at least the at least the pairing did on an individual level. Uh, Knox went four and one with his Legion, eighteenth uh, overall in the in the personal standings. So fantastic job um, by German Zauber. Uh, and Knox with that uh, with that pairing, uh, so I, I did want to mention it because it is. It seems that bringing spice this particular WTC was the was the correct call. Uh, again, as we sort of discussed in, in Asgard, or we'll go over a little bit more. Uh, they brought Legions of the Dawn. Legions of the Dawn fared fairly well for them uh, within the tournament. Uh, but back to uh, Germany Zauber, uh, we had the interesting Ravens of War. We had. Uh, Setcher on their uh, their new Kador. We had Secret Dominion. Uh, we had a very very interesting set of lists for Orgoth um, that we've talked about previously. Uh, this is the one that had the the three bloodthirsted uh, Mace Claw. Uh, jackals in the in the Harusk list that I thought was a, an interesting wrinkle, uh, and then uh, a fifth division list that fared exceedingly well uh, as well, which was great to see. Uh, again, on the in the individual standings for this fifth division list uh, by Scatherex um, is the is the online name. I'm sure that's not the sure that's probably not the the real name. They were um, a personal. Four and one uh, with fifth division. Uh, so again, Zauberling uh, bringing it. Uh, the their uh, their particular Signar list in in Zauberling also went five and zero. Oh. Um, so something to make note of. 
uh, as well. So a really, really well done job by uh, by German Z to uh, take second, take the silver, um, and go undefeated up until they ran into the, the absolute buzzsaw that was Asgard. So congratulations to them. And then their countrymen, uh, Germany, Erkling, uh, also went four and one and, and, and managed to uh, eke out third based on the Americans uh, f falling to, uh, to three and two. So real good, uh, real good showing. Um, by Germany, uh, and then again, just to remind everybody what uh, what German E or Erling Erkling uh, had, uh, they were running uh, Signar, uh, they were running Storm of the North, they were running uh, Shadows, they were running First Army Signar, and they were running uh, Ravens of War with uh, a more traditional veil and. Lilith one pairing, so some some interesting bits uh, on on the German teams uh, to manage to to eke out the uh, the win, and then the, the absolute darling of the tournament, uh, the story of stories uh, beyond the fact that uh, Germany went extremely hard this tournament, and uh, Sweden also performed exceedingly well as an entire country. Uh, with Asgard taking the gold, but newcomers uh, to the tournament, newcomers to the WTC, South Africa, went four and one uh, and claimed fourth place, a very well-deserved fourth place, nearly, nearly grabbed, uh, nearly grabbed third, uh, but if it weren't for uh, the win total. So if... Uh, if Elkling had not been able to to win their games, uh, South Africa would have would have secured third place. But a, a very well deserved fourth place, uh, an absolute yeoman's work uh, by this team, a phenomenal job across the board uh, by the by the South African team. They they should be very well commended and uh, excited to to see if they're able to make next year's WTC. And uh, hopefully they can bring some more of their countrymen because this was uh, absolutely awesome to uh, to look at from afar to see to see South Africa uh, perform and perform well. And, and they had a very interesting composition. Uh, they had Grimkin, uh, they had Dark Operations, so they had Cephalix. They had United Creel, and they had uh, Storm of the North and Ravens of War. So really cool to see. Um, South Africa uh, coming in and then performing exceedingly well. So congratulations to them. And then uh, I'd be remiss if I if I don't finish with the top five, uh, being it's my original pick to to win it all. Uh, and my countrymen and, and my a couple of my friends uh, here with uh, with Team Manatee. Uh, so Team Manatee uh, ended in fifth place on a three and two record. Uh, a real, real strong comeback to, to get where they were. Uh, an incredible strength of schedule uh, that uh, that was just a just a gauntlet and just proved to be a bit too much 
uh, for the Americans across the across the way. So three and two, um, but uh, they do boast uh, the best uh, best Legion player and the best uh, Orgoth player uh, in the tournament. So not uh, in terms of individual records. So not surprising based on based on acres and and uh, JVM. Uh, being being there, uh, but really fantastic effort out of uh, out of Manatee, and uh, a big congratulations to them. Uh, then we get to Belgium, and then in seventh place, we have uh, our another of our, our American teams, uh, Blackfooted Ferrets. Uh, absolutely stunning tournament on three and two. Really performed well. Uh, had some incredible matches. And incredible matchups, and uh, really excited to see that team coalesce and, and come together, and uh, and make it to three and two, and end up in seventh place. So top eight finish, two top eight finishes for the Americans. Uh, Canada ending in eighth place um, on a three and two record as well. Canada had some very hard fought matches. Uh, they had an incredible, incredible individual performance by Corey Doyle, the, the top Cephalix player in the tournament. He went 5-0 and personally, and I think his, uh, I'll just go to his individual standing, because uh, I do like to, to highlight these. Uh, for personal record, Doyle was the ninth best player overall in the tournament on an individual level uh, on a 5-0. and So really, really strong carry by, by Corey and the Canadians, 3-2. and uh, they were in it right to the end, uh, and just ran out of just ran out of time. Um, at losing on clock, so uh, a, a real real heartbreaker for the Canadians, but uh, they should be proud of the top eight finish uh, in the event. So fantastic work. So let's let's talk uh, about the overall numbers because this is where it gets fun. Um, so if you are on Longshanks and you are a, a paying member, you get access to even more statistics than uh, our base available. So I'd highly recommend uh, spending a few bucks uh, to get the get the advanced membership. Uh, totally worth it uh, in terms of the access to additional statistics that you get. And we'll go over that a bit here. So uh, a couple of things I, I want to talk about is I want to talk about the, the top armies in terms of uh, number of players, number of games played, and the uh, then we're going to contrast that with actual play uh, win rates and, and talk through it and dive into these win rates a little bit, at least from the very top um, percentages, which are, are not going to be the top played in, in some cases. So a little bit of a spoiler here, but let's let's go over it. Uh, so our most games played at the tournament were by Signar, uh, with 11 players and 55 games played. Second most games played were uh, Shadows of Retribution, 51 games, had 11 players. Uh, Orgoth had 45 games played, 9 players. Uh, Ravens, of, uh, Ravens of War had 44 players, had, sorry, had 44 games, 9 players. Uh, and Dark Operations had 30 ga 39 games played and 8 players. Uh, 35 games were played for Grimkin with 7 players. 
and 30 games were played for New Kador, uh, with six players playing them. Uh, again, 30 games for Italian Charter, uh, with six players playing, and then 30 uh, players playing uh, Infernals, with six uh, players playing those games. So now let's jump over into win rates. So our top played, uh, for, for those remembering at home, are Signar, Shadows of Retribution, Orgoth, Ravens of War, Dark Operations, Grimkin, Kador, Talion Charter, and Infernals. Our top win rate. Scorn, Exalted, 80%. Uh, they had two players playing it with 10 games played uh, on an 8-2 and, uh, and two win record. Uh, second, percentage, second percentage win rate at 71%, 35 games played. Grimkin, 25 wins, 10 losses. Third win rate, 67%, Storm of the North. I did not stutter, Storm of the North. 15 games played, three players playing it. 10 and 5. Fourth place win rate with 51 games played on 67%, a 34 and 17 overall record. Shadows of Retribution. <coughs> right behind them, their countrymen. <laughs> Legions of Dawn. Legions of Dawn. Everybody's favorite punching bag. Legions of Dawn. With 20 games played, 13 wins, 7 losses, 65% win rate at the WTC. And part of the winning Asgard team. In 6th position, Dark Host. 20 games played, 4 players, 12 wins, 8 losses, 60% win rate. Absolute domination of mercenaries and we'll get into those stats in a moment seventh place for win rate ravens of war 45 games played 26 and 19 58 percent win rate on a 55 percent win rate crucible guard 20 games played four players 11 and 9 ninth infernals 30 games played 16 and 14 53 percent win rate Dark Operations, 40 games played, 21 and 19, 53% win rate. Remember, Cory Doro went 5-0 and with this faction in this tournament at 10th place. And then in 11th place, despite being the most played faction in the tournament, uh, 55 games, 28 wins, 27 losses, 51% win rate for Storm Legion. So New Signar was basically a coin, a little bit better than a coin flip this tournament. It's basically picking heads. Just behind them, known powerhouse, Army of the Western Reaches from Scorn. Two players, five and five. Ten games played, 50%. Uh, same thing for Rulic Guard. Two players, five and five, 50%. Also known powerhouse, Men off. Final interdiction. Three players, 15 games played, 7 and 8, 47% win rate. 
Italian charter, 30 games played, 14 and 16, 47% win rate. And finally, with 45 games played, 19 wins, 26 losses, and a 42% win rate, we have uh, your favorite, my favorite, all the tyrants on the field, uh, Orgoth at 42% win rate with 45 games played. We'll get into what happened there in a minute. Uh, but let's let's talk about Exalted. So Exalted had two players playing them. Obviously, these two players are probably very good uh, scoring players previous, previous edition-wise. But I want to talk about what they accomplished in their games. So they were asked to take on a variety of of matchups. Uh, they took on both flavors of Circle, Grimkin, New Kador, Rulet Guard, Italian Charter, Orgoth, and Army of the Western Reaches from Scorn, uh, and they beat them all. Their two losses were to Storm Legion and Shadows of Retribution. So the versatility of this particular of these two exalted armies, uh, they were able to take on a, a variety of questions that were, were posed to them, and they were able to answer all of them except for arguably the two best uh, two of the best medalists, which were uh, the the Signar list, the Storm Legion list, and then Shadows of the Retribution, which very few people had answers for. So. Uh, an absolute phenomenal job by two very good players. Uh, I do believe that Exalted should be nerfed into the ground. No, this is this is a joke. Um, but uh, I, it does show that uh, Scorn uh, does have some game uh, and and may have some game into uh, into a wide wide reach of the field uh, when constructed and played properly. So I think there's some some hope there if you are. Uh, a member of, of Best Empire <laughs> to uh, to get your boys on the table and uh, and see what you can do. Uh, Grimkin. Let's talk about Grimkin. Grimkin with 71% win rate in 35 games. So not just a fluke. Again, WTC does uh, tend to have a, a higher player quality in general. Um, this WTC, very interesting. I know there's some some anecdotes about uh, people grabbing who they could from a meta uh, to make a team work or to, to get a team together. So we can, we can argue a few things, but we can argue with a 71% win rate. Uh, additionally, we can argue with 74% win rate when player uh, when they are first player. 69% win rate when they're the second player, meaning it really doesn't matter if they go first or second. Uh, Grimkin is just good. Uh, and that is uh, that is borne out here in, in a variety of dominance uh, that they were able to exert. Uh, so they won one or more games against... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 
13, 14, 15 armies. Of those 15, different armies that they faced and won at least one game against, only three of those opponents won one or more games back. Um, in other words, they had twelve they had twelve different opponents that they won all of their games against, and three additional lists, or three sorry, three additional uh, armies that they split with on, on a pure 50-50. Uh, they were 50% win rate into Cephalix and 50% win rate into Shadows of Retribution, uh, boasting four games in, in each of those, uh, those matchups. So uh, two and two into Dark Ops and two and two into Shadows of Retribution, uh, and they were one and one into themselves. So uh, <laughs> really strong. Uh, what's interesting is what sort of preyed on Grimkin, if you can call it that. And these are just individual uh, losses where they did not did not have a win, uh, but they, there was only one game played, and that was Crucible Guard, uh, Black Fleet, and uh, Black Fleet, uh, Rulik Guard, Orgoth. And Scorn Exalted. They uh, they absolutely owned the Legion matchup, uh, three games, all wins. Absolutely owned the Signar matchup uh, with Storm Legion, uh, five games, all wins. Uh, also, uh, New Kador, two games, both of them uh, wins including against Olaf. So just just phenomenal job, phenomenal dominance out of Grimkin. So some things to consider there. Uh, Storm of the North. Let's talk Storm of the North, uh, the darling of the tournament uh, in, in many ways. Three players, again, 10 wins, five losses, 67% win rate. Let's go a little bit deeper. Uh, Trolls also... Storm of the North does not does not really care if you go first or second. Uh, it's got a 71% win rate when going first, 63% win rate when going second. Uh, seven games going first, eight games going second. Their their most games played were into Orgoth, and they they posted a 50% win rate, two and two. Uh, in terms of uh, pickups, uh, they they had a win against Storm Legion. They had a win against uh, Kador. They had a win against Ravens. They had a win against Rulik Guard. Win against Final Interdiction. Uh, win two wins against uh, First Army, and one win into uh, Convergence. They had a loss into Secret Dominion a loss into Darker Operation with one game played, and a loss into Legion of Dawn. So real real strong work here uh, overall into, into a variety of variety of armies. Uh, most of the, the new armies that were prevalent, they were able to, uh, to fare pretty well against. 
overall. Uh, and then we're able to uh, to take out uh, First Army pretty effectively. So great job there on the troll side with the with Storm of the North. Let's talk Shadows of Retribution. Uh, second most played list in the tournament. 51 games, 34 wins, 17 losses, 67% win rate. Let's get into it. So what are these wins against? What are these? What are the losses at? Does this list care if it goes first or not? It does not. 67% win rate, 70% win rate when going first, 63% win rate when going second. 27 games where they got the die, 24 games where they went second. So let's get into the match, the matches that made the win rate. So most played into Orgoth. Six games. I can tell you straight from testing that this was a matchup that the American teams were actively trying to avoid uh, because Orgoth does not play well into Shadows of Retribution. Uh, and this is borne out in the actual actual games and, and win rate uh, played. So that was the they were able to finagle that six times uh, across all those 51 games played and not a single win for Orgoth. Uh, second most games played or or tied at six games played uh, into shadows was dark operations dark operations absolutely ate shadows of retribution's lunch uh 17 percent win rate for shadows in this match dark operations absolutely dominates it uh additionally five games into ravens ravens uh wins this match 60 percent of the time so storm storm uh shadows of retribution only wins this 40 percent of the time uh, and again, into Grimkin, 50% win rate. Four games, uh, two and two. Uh, so then uh, they had three, Shadows had three games into uh, New Signar, uh, won two of them, so two and one, 67% win rate. Uh, three games into New Cador, absolute dominance by Shadows, 99% win rate. Three games into Infernals, 99% win rate, absolute dominance, 3-0 and for Shadows. Uh, two games into First Army, Shadows, absolute dominance, uh, won both of them. Three games into Crucible Guard, Shadows, absolutely ate Crucible Guard's lunch, 3-0. Uh, and Same thing with Secret Dominion. three and zero. So just a, a lot of attempts at answers by by the community, and and really there were two. There's there's two answers for for shadows, uh, and those answers were dark operations, and they were ravens of war. That was that was what you could play, uh, and safely safely navigate this matchup most of the time. Uh, but this was an absolute monster, this tournament. Uh, second most games played 
first amongst wins in terms of uh, wins by uh, in terms of overall wins. So this this was absolutely the list of of this WTC. This was this was what you should have been on. This is what you should have been playing uh, generally, and this was what the the matchup math was about. Uh, because if you had an answer to this, uh, it was likely going to be a win for your team. If you did not have an answer for this, it was a win to the teams that brought shadows. So it, it there was a lot of different flavors that that we saw. All of those flavors performed very well. <laughs> All of those flavors performed very well. <laughs> uh, Shadows was an absolute beast. Uh, let's talk about its kid uh, its kid sister, uh, Legions of Dawn. 20 games played, 13 wins, 7 losses. Uh, Legions of Dawn also uh, was one, is one of the first lists that we're going to see on here. Uh, or list pairings that wants to go second. Uh, 67 or 65% win rate, 20 games played, 12 games going first, only a 58% win rate. On the eight games when it went second, 75% win rate. So take from that what you will. Small sample size, but take from that what you will. That uh, that there's that large of a disparity between almost 20 basis points between um, winning the role. And going or going first and going second, where we're going second is is so much higher for uh, for this particular this particular list. Uh, it went into a variety of lists. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11. Uh, it faced 11 different armies that it got at least one win against. Um, eight of those, it won all of its matches against, and three of those, it lost one match each against uh, for 50% win rates. Um, it had no more than two games into any uh, particular race. Um, it went 2-0 and into Orgoth, it was 2-0 into Italian Charter, 2-0 uh, into Dark Host, or sorry, 1-1 into Dark Host, 1-1 into New Signar, 1-1 into Infernals. Uh, what, did it, what did it lose to? It lost to Shadows of Retribution, one game. It lost to Ravens of War, one game. Lost to Grimkin, one game, and lost to First Army, one game. Uh, also had losses to Infernals, uh, one one loss to New Signar, and one loss to Dark Host. So, interesting uh, bit of a tournament here for for Legions of Dawn. Um, it it was fifth best in in win rate. It did have only four players though, but uh, those four players did did very well for themselves on the aggregate. Uh, Dark Host. Uh, I know in in pre-talk, uh, leading up to it, we were cautiously optimistic. We were cautious about the number of cricks that were going to be uh, at the tournament. There was there was some thought that there was going to be none. Uh, I was not in that boat. I, I thought we were going to see some. Uh, we did. We ended up seeing four players, uh, and those four players went twelve and eight. 
60% win rate. Um, so more, far more wins uh, than players, which was uh, which was great to see. We have a very nice positive win rate, uh, sixth place, good enough for sixth place uh, from a from an army standpoint. So let's dig into what Dark Host did well. Uh, Dark Host absolutely crushed all flavors of mercenaries. Uh, it had two, four. It had six games. Uh, across the the four flavors of mercenaries that were present at the tournament, uh, and it won every single one of those games. Uh, it also won its one game into Infernals. It's won it. It's won it. It's won it. Won it's it won its one game into Orgoth. Uh, it won into uh, Temple Guard. It won two. It won one game into Crucible Guard and lost one game. Uh, went one and one into Legions of Dawn. Went one and one into uh, Tournament uh, Darling Shadows of Retribution. Uh, what did it lose to? Purely, purely lost to Circle one game. Purely lost to Storm Knights one game. Lost to New Signar one game. Lost to Grimkin one game, and lost to Ravens of War one game. So. Yeah, Crix did well, of exceedingly well into uh, the mercenary armies. It they kind of play into what Crix wants to do, so it makes uh, makes a ton of sense that that would be be a loss there uh, across the board. Uh, but it did do fairly well into uh, gave you at least a fifty percent shot at uh, at shadows of of retribution. So it was a, a bit of an answer for teams. Um, at least to where you could get that match to a coin flip, and that's uh, that's better than most people could do. So, really interesting bits uh, there. So let's jump back over uh, to our seventh place, Ravens of War. Forty-five games played, twenty-six wins. Uh, twenty-six wins is good enough for. Third on overall wins in this tournament. So Ravens of War was the third uh, most winning list, uh, not by percentage, but in terms of total wins, because uh, it has more players playing it. Obviously, uh, with nine players playing it, 45 games played, 26 wins, 19 losses, 58% win rate. Let's get into it. Legion, 58% win rate, um, 67% win rate when it goes first, 53% win rate when it goes second. Um, so about a 10% difference between going first and second. Legion definitely likes being on the button and uh, and playing in. So what does Legion do well? Well, Legion did exceedingly well into uh, a variety of of lists and matchups. Uh, first off, they they dominated Circle. They got to play three games against the two flavors of Circle total. They, they won all of them. Uh, one at a Dark Host. Two games into uh, Dusk. Won both games. Two games into Armored Core. Won both games. Two games into Italian Charter. Won both games. One game into Legion of Dawn. Won that game. One game into United Krills. Uh, a 40 a 75 percent win rate into dark operations so three and one uh, into Cephlix. 
uh, a 67% win rate into Rutgard, three games played, uh, went two and one. A 60% win rate into Tournament Darling, uh, Shadows of Retribution. If you could get this matchup, uh, it was it was very dominant in in terms of Ravens of War, uh, and and one of the better win rates across the board uh, in the tournament. Uh, into Shadows, it went 50-50 into the two games uh, that it had uh, an Infernals. Uh, Two and two, or sorry, one and one uh, into New Cador. Uh, of course, four games into Ravens of War itself. That was a two and two. Uh, 50% into Final Interdiction, Menoth, uh, one and one. Uh, got absolutely torn up by New Signar. Uh, only four chances, only won one of those games, uh, one and three uh, into New Signar. So New Signar just too much uh, for Ravens of War. Speaking of too much, <laughs> uh, Grimkin absolutely ripping apart Ravens of War. Uh, fifth Division had one win into Ravens of War. Uh, Orgoth was not able to scrounge up a win into Ravens of War uh, and on two games. And Storm of the North, I'm uh, oh, sorry, Orgoth won both, uh, both games into Ravens of War. Um, so Ravens of War was unable to win into it. Uh, same thing with Fifth Division, and same thing with Storm of the North. Uh, Storm of the North too much for Ravens of War. But uh, but Legion was a good place to be uh, this particular tournament. So some food for thought there. Um, Crucible Guard, fifty percent win rate. We'll jump over and look into look at the statistics and see if we got anything fun there. Uh, it had about the same win rate, 55 and 56, whether you went first or second on roughly identical games played. Um, it got a, the bulk of its wins into uh, got one win into uh, into Grimkin, got three wins into fifth division. Uh, one win into <coughs> ah. into uh, Convergence, uh, one win into Final Interdiction, 50% uh, win rate into New Cador, 50% win rate into Italian Charter, 50% win rate into Dark Host, um, Signar ate its lunch a little bit, uh, it only won one game out of the three. Uh, into Signar, so one and two into uh, into new into Storm Legion, uh, lost all of its games into Infernals, which was one, and then lost its three uh, its three bats that it had into Shadows of Retribution. So definitely not uh, what you want to be taking into Shadows of Retribution, at least this tournament weekend. Um, did exceedingly well, however, in bunkers. Um, so if it could get on bunkers, it had a 75% win rate in the tournament. So had four attempts at it, won, all, won three of those games. Um, so a little something to think about. There. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Infernals. Infernals were 30 games played, uh, 16 and 14.
they're kind of all over the map uh, in terms of game wins. Notables uh, had two games into Orgoth, won both of those games. Uh, had a 67% win rate into Dark Operations, so had three chances at Cephalix, got two of those wins, uh, one loss. Same thing with Talion Charter, two wins, one loss. Uh, it was 50-50 into Legion, one and one. 50-50 into uh, Legions of Dawn. Uh, and then had three games into Shadows of Retribution, lost all of those. Had two games into Grimkin, lost all of those. One game into Storm Legion, lost those. One game into First Army, lost that. Uh, one game into Dark Host, lost that. And one game into Storm Division, or sorry, not Storm Division. Um, one game into Secret Dominion and, uh, and lost that. So good tournament overall for Infernals. Uh, but let's talk Dark Operations. Uh, 40 games played. 21 wins, which is good enough for one, three, four, which is good enough for fourth place on the, the total wins tracker. Two games played, 40 games played, 21 wins, 53% uh, win rate. Uh, Cephalix has a, a very telling um, story when it comes to rolling for first. Uh, if it goes first, it wins 67% of the time. 21 games tell us that. 37% uh, of the time win rate if it goes second. We've got 19 games to back that up out of the 40. Uh, so if you're going second with, uh, with Cephalix, you are in trouble. You are behind the eight ball to start in a significant manner. If you're going first, uh, you have a, a much clearer road to victory. Uh, so that is that is very interesting. Um, as we stated before, but I'll state it again, they absolutely munched Shadows of Retribution. Uh, six games played, 83% win rate. So I believe that's five out of six games. Uh, they they totally crushed um, Shadows of Retribution. Uh, this, this was the list that you needed to, to take on Shadows uh, in, a, in a meaningful way. Um, it also beat up uh, Old Signar, or First Army, had one game into that, had two, had two wins into Storm Legion, had a win into Dusk, <coughs> went into Armor Core, went into uh, New or one win into Storm of the North. Uh, was 50-50 into Convergence, 50-50 into Grimkin with four games played, 50-50 uh, into itself with four games played, 50-50 into Talion Charter uh, with two games played, uh, so one and one, 50-50 into Orgoth with two games played, one and one. Uh, only had one win into Infernals out of three attempts, so one and three. Uh, only one win into Ravens of War, one and one and three, uh, and then lost out completely to Dark Host. Uh, two games, Dark Host owned it. Uh, one game loss into Secret Dominion. One game lost into Fifth Division. One game lost into Legion of Dawn, and one game lost into Hero of the Tournament, uh, Army of the Western Reaches, uh, where you wanted to be Dark. 
dark operations. Uh, you wanted to be on bunkers. You wanted to be on invasion. Invasion, you absolutely dominated. Uh, you had eight games played on invasion, 75% win rate. Uh, you had a 50% win rate on split decision and a 50% win rate on bunkers. Uh, you absolutely sucked on King of the Hill, 30% uh, win rate there. Uh, and then spread the net, also only a 38% win rate. Um, so not playing into the the strengths of the uh, <coughs> Dark Operations list. Um, and then in terms of breakdown of those kills, 63% caster, uh, caster kill rate uh, for win. Uh, death clock 50% of the time. And then uh, scenario win 48% uh, of the time. I'm sorry. You had eight games that were decided by cast or kill, eight games uh, that were won by death clock, and 23, uh, 23 of those games were decided by scenario. Uh, if it came down to cast or kill, you got that 63% of the time. Death clock, you were 50-50. And 48% of the time, you won on scenario as part of that 53% win rate overall. All right, so that's Dark Operation. Let's talk about Legion of Storm, the Storm Legion, new Signar. 55 games played, most games played at the tournament, most taken army, uh, most played army uh, because of one uh, unfortunate replacement that uh, one of the one of the Swedish teams had uh, to, to, to trade out their uh, Shadows of Retribution player. Uh, unfortunately had a positive COVID test uh, prior to arriving at the event, so he was unable to travel. Um, and then they were able to get a replacement um, player in uh, who ended up playing Magnus. So that's one of the reasons the numbers are a little different on Shadows uh, than were originally registered, uh, which is why we see 51 games play, or 50, 50 games played or 51 games played for Shadows of Retribution uh, and 55 games played for Storm Legion. Uh, despite both having stated 11 players. So there were 28 uh, wins, 27 losses for a 51% win rate. Let's get into the numbers here behind the scenes on Storm Legion. So Storm Legion uh, had a 51% win rate, 55 games. 25 of those games it went first, it had a 48% win rate. And 30 of those games it went second and had a 53% win rate. So... Probably not enough to be statistically significant, but it's something to look at uh, when we're talking about um, how, why, and where these these wins came about. Um, so Signar played into nearly everything um, and played into a lot of things well. Let's talk about what it did the best. Uh, what it did the best was take out Ravens of War. 75% win, win rate on four games played. Also had that same uh, win rate and games played rate into Italian Charter. Uh, so three wins, one loss. Three wins, one loss for uh, Storm Legion into Ravens of War and Italian Charter. Um, single games into Storm Division. I'm sorry. Into Storm, it, yeah, into Storm Knights, um, First Army, Dusk, Infernals. Uh, Armored Core, Exalted, uh, Dark Host, Black Legion, 
and uh, Secret Dominion, all of those uh, wins, but, on, but only one game. Where it gets interesting is in the, the midpoints. Um, so it had three games in a Crucible Guard. It won two out of those three, 67% win rate. It had four games into COC, 50% win, win rate. It went two and two. Um, one, two games into itself, uh, went one and one. 50% um, win rate into Orgoth. Six games played, 50% win rate, so three and three. Uh, went one and one into Legion of Dawn. Five games played into Kador. One, two of them, 40% win rate. So two out of three into uh, New Cator. So New Cator has got a, got a bit of an edge into Storm Legion, at least for this tournament. I know a, a lot of those wins uh, came at the hand of Olaf, uh, who is also the, the true Saiyan of, uh, of Kator. So, uh, and, and the team Asgard, so... Some some high quality opponents, high quality Signar players, uh, went down to uh, to Olaf this tournament. Um, Thirty three percent win rate into uh, into Devourer's Host. Um, so one and two, oh, sorry, one and two uh, into Devourer's Host. Uh, one and two into Shadows of Retribution. Five games into Grimkin. Lost all five of those games. You cannot drop new Storm Legion, new uh, yeah, new Signar Storm Legion into Grimkin. This tournament, you you got got um, one loss into Storm Division, or sorry, not short. One loss into Fifth Division, uh, two losses into Dark Operations. Cephalix uh, proved to be too much for uh, New Kador. Uh, so did both flavors of trolls. One game each uh, was the was the result there. Uh, so Storm of the North uh, with one game played and, and a loss for Signar and Signar losing also to United Krills. So, so interesting bits um, overall on Signar. It was good to be Kador into Signar. Uh, you were coin flip in Orgoth, which has definitely been my experience playing into that faction because you get Wolf. It's Wolf versus Harusk, and that's basically a coin flip, and uh, that, that proved out to be what you saw uh, across the six games that were played. Grimkin absolutely ate uh, Storm Legion's lunch. Storm Legion avoided, uh, for the most part, Shadows, uh, and when it didn't, it was only able to win one game. Uh, Devourer's Host was very good into Signar. Um, so 33% uh, win rate for Signar into Devourer's Host on three games played. Uh, so Devourer's Host was was definitely a potential answer uh, into Signar, and, and this number would definitely be higher. Um, I think the win rate would be about the same, but the, the number of games lost uh, would be higher if we had more Devourer's Host player players. Because um, it was definitely a, a bit of an answer for uh, Signar. But, but Grimkin, absolute dominance. Uh, into uh, into Signar, which we talked about uh, a bit before. So I want to talk um, next. Uh, we're going to jump a few places down to the 15th, sorry, 16th best uh, faction 
our army uh, in terms of winning percentage, but the one, two, three, four. Three, four. The sixth best uh, total wins on 19 wins, 26 losses, 45 games played, 42% win rate. Uh, Orgoth Sea Raiders. Orgoth um, had a very interesting showing this tournament. Uh, some of some of the numbers are going to illustrate uh, something really funny here. Um, so 45 games played, 42% win rate. On the 18 games we got to go first, 67% win rate. On the 27 games we went second, 26% win rate. Um, so the die roll proving to be very important for the majority of Orgoth lists uh, that were present at this tournament. Let's get into the numbers. Um, what went well? 2-0 into Devourer's Host, 2-0 into Convergence, 2-0 uh, into 5th Division, 2-0 into Ravens. Um, a win into Grimkin, only got one Grimkin drop. Uh, a win into Army of the Western Reaches, a win into Dusk. Let's talk 50-50s. We had six games into Signar, we won three of them, 50-50 split. We had two games into Cephalix, Dark Operations, went one and one. We had four games into Storm of the North, uh, went two and two. Uh, let's talk about what did not go so well. Um, we had six games into Shadows of Retribution. We lost all of them. Uh, that was our most played game outside of Signar. Uh, Signar, we 50-50. If we were put into uh, Shadows of Retribution, we absolutely got trounced. This was something that we, that the American team saw in testing um, and tried to actively avoid, uh, is that Shadows uh, really does everything that is not good for, for Orgoth to play into. Um, we can attrition it pretty well. And even if we attrition it the best, it can position in such a way that we are blocked out of scenario. Um, and it, it just wasn't a nut that the, the American testing could crack uh, for Orgoth. So definitely not surprised by Shadows owning the matchup. Am a little surprised by the number of teams that engineered uh, the Orgoth match or, or allowed for the Orgoth match to happen um, with this with the six games played um, into it. So that's 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 interesting. Um, also interesting was was Menoff final interdiction uh, won three games against Orgoth. Uh, so Orgoth had Four games into Final Interdiction, it won one of them. Uh, it lost three to to Final Interdiction. Uh, Menoff, I, I can tell a, a lot of that was the nature of, of a majority of Orgoth lists were not as range-centric as some of the other ones. Uh, and the, the range-centric list did would fare far better into 
uh, the Menoff matchup generally. Uh, the the less range centric uh, list that were, were a little more prevalent in in the Orgoth body as a whole uh, definitely we're going to fare worse into Final Interdiction. Uh, so again, that makes sense to me. Uh, two games played into Legion of Dawn. Uh, two wins for Legion of Dawn. Orgoth unable to crack that code. Uh, two games into First Army. Orgoth unable to crack the code. Two games into Infernals. Also a match that uh, we kind of saw in testing was not uh, overly favorable to to Orgoth, so so not really surprised there. Uh, one loss into Dark Host, one game played. A little bit of surprise there. Um, generally, Orgoth has a lot of tools into Dark Host that, that tends to be a little more of a, a green match. Dark Host can... Um, in uh, in the straight Scavarius mass can be can be pretty scary into Orgoth, but there there's some mitigation that can be done. Uh, it's a playable game, um, but again, just one game there. Uh, Storm of the North doing doing very well into Orgoth was was interesting. That's not what I would call overly surprising, but uh, it was interesting to see it play out. Um, Secret Dominion uh, winning. Uh, two of the three games, again, not not overly surprising. It's not the game that Orgoth wants to play, for certain. <laughs> uh, but uh, what it seems that uh, that Orgoth did quite a bit this tournament was playing to Signar and, and flip coins, uh, and uh, came out right about fifty percent. So interesting bits bits there, I think. Some of the list construction, as I'd commented before, um, definitely bore out. Um, the the best Orgoth player uh, was uh, American Manatee. It was Acres uh, four and one, um, followed uh, closely by uh, German Z's uh, Gorok at uh, three and two, and fellow American. On uh, Team Blackfooted Ferrets, uh, who also went three and two, which I believe is Chris. Um, they played uh, very well uh, across the tournament. They had lists um, that I rated pretty highly, uh, and then the then there was a large logjam uh, of players at, at two and three um, for Orgoth. So propped up a propped up a bit. Um, by a, by a couple of players who, who did pretty well with the army across the long haul and then uh, suffered a little bit by, by some of the list construction that I had pointed out earlier. Um, so I hate to be wrong about that. I hate to be right about that. Um, but I think that helps explain why we had so many Orgoth in the tournament uh, and then had the, had the result that we had. Um, the other part of it was we... We had far too many matches into uh, into shadows. You take out those shadows matches. I mean, that's five losses um, that we could have could have potentially 50-50 on something else um, from a from a general standpoint or one. Uh, I mean that that moves us up even two wins. I mean that puts us on par uh, with the twenty one wins of dark operations <laughs> uh, on five more games played so there's there's some there's some things to be said there 
but that's that's sort of where where my headspace is at on it as I reflect through um, for for shadow for uh, Sea Raiders. I'll go one more on this, uh, which is Italian Charter. Uh, it was fifteenth. Uh, best win percentage tied uh, tied at forty seven percent. Twelve through thirteen was again Army that reaches Rulet Guard uh, and Final Interdiction. But again, there you're looking at two players, two players, and three players. So the numbers are a little skewy. Um, once we get into just just three players, um, there's not uh, not a ton can be drawn there. Except hey, they they had three players that knew their armies and, and played well for the most part. But when we start getting into 30 games played, that that starts to be uh, slightly significant for the tournament. Uh, and it was one, it was a medal list that a lot of people went to was Italian Charter uh, in some form. And it went 14 and 16 uh, across the across the seas uh, for a 47% win rate. Let's get into it and dive into it a bit. 47% um, win rate. Uh, however, it had a 67% win rate when it went first, but it only went first nine games. Uh, 21 games it went second and had a 38% win rate. Um, so I think if you if you average this out, uh, if it had 15 and 15, uh, you see a significantly higher win rate for, for Italian Charter. Uh, it just didn't go first enough on the day. Uh, so let's get into the let's get into the games and, and the numbers. Um, where it did well, um, it did well on sort of an individual basis. Uh, it picked up uh, a single win against uh, Secret Dominion, against uh, Convergence, against First Army, Fifth Division, uh, a win against Orgoth, a win against uh, Temple Guardians, uh, a single win into Shadows of Retribution, but it only got one crack at it, uh, a single win into Army of the Western Reaches. Um, it went 50-50 into Crucible Guard, into New Kador, into Dark Operations uh, for Cephalix. It went 50-50 uh, against itself, obviously. Where it started to go wrong, three games into Infernals, uh, it went one and two into Infernals. Um, so you can't really drop this into Infernals if, if, you, if, you, chew, if you want to. Um, only a 33% win rate there. Uh, even worse, on four games played, had one win into uh, new, K new Signar. Uh, so one in three into into New Signar, not not the place you want to be. Um, there had two losses into Dark Host, two losses into Ravens of War. Again, not surprising. Two losses into Legion of Dawn, uh, and then a single loss into Exalted. Um, so some interest, like to me, the interesting bits here, uh, as we kind of talked about, is how few games it went first and how much the win rate varied based on that that first die roll uh, also interesting is the number of times that this uh, went into new signar uh, four times only had one win and the fact that it did have a sing it's singular it did have a singular win into shadows and shadows actively looks like actively worked not to get this uh, not to get this matchup so that's it's interesting that it, it was able to uh, or most of the teams that had a shadows player uh, were able to avoid uh, the Italian charter player uh, which is uh, which is interesting to me 
Um, they had nine games decided by Caster Kill, nine games by Death Clock, and 14 games by Scenario. Went 50-50 in Death Clock games, 50-50 on the Scenario game, uh, and only had a 44% win rate on games that were decided by Caster Kill. Uh, where you wanted to be from a Scenario standpoint, you wanted to be on Invasion. Um, had three games played on Invasion, 67% win rate. Uh, was 50-50 on Bunkers, uh, 40% on Split Decision. 25% uh, win rate on King of the Hill, and had a 33% uh, win rate on Spread the Net. Um, again, not surprising there. Uh, to 27 games played total, 48% uh, win rate when, it, when adjusted. So very, very interesting uh, numbers here and uh, let's let's talk it we're going to talk one more which is winter core and, and this is because we had 30 games played on winter core uh, winter core with the 23 23rd best uh, win rate uh, or 30 percent had nine wins 21 losses uh, four of those wins came courtesy of Olaf and uh, Team Asgard. So what did Kador do well? Kador was really, really good into Signar. It had five games into Storm Legion, and it won four of those games. Had a 60% win rate on those four games. Um, it had one win into uh, Storm Knights and one game into Storm Knights, uh, one win into uh, Secret Devourers or Secret Dominion. Um, it was 50 50 uh, in the two games it played into Crucible Guard, 50 50 into Fifth Division, 50 50 into Legion, 50 50 into Italian Charter, um, where it did not do so well. It had three games into Shadows of Retribution, lost all those games. Uh, it had two games into Grimkin, lost both of those games. Uh, it had losses to Devourer's Host, lost, sorry, lost to House Callus, uh, loss to Infernals, lost to Dark Operations, lost to Final Interdiction, lost to Legions of Dawn, lost to Army of the Western Reaches, lost to Exalted, lost to Storm of the North, and lost to United Krills. Cater um, was. Uh, again, on a 30% win rate, it had it had perfect balance in terms of number of times it went first and number of times it went second, 15 and 15. In terms of its game played, 27% win rate when going first, 33% win rate win rate when going second. So how did it get its how did it get its uh, games decided? 18 games were decided by Caster Kill. Cator was 33% in those games. Kador caster security is an issue. You have to have a way to keep your caster secure. If you're able to do that, you deny this win condition to your opponent. Uh, on Death Clock, there were two games. It was 50-50. Uh, on Scenario, 10 games were decided by Scenario. Uh, a 20% win rate for Kador on Scenario. So the best thing for Kador to do 
was to, at least percentagely, <laughs> was to get to Death Clock and pray. <laughs> it was to just try to time you out. Uh, what actually happened is, is most of the time the game was decided by caster kill. Either Kador killing the caster, about 33% of those games, uh, or they killed your caster. Uh, and I do know that most of Olaf's games were decided by caster kill. Um, typically a, te a Tempest knockdown uh, initiated by ECAT uh, and then followed by a Gallows. Uh, so it, very interesting stuff here. Uh, and then in terms of scenario, pretty much scenario exhausted. The only one that, that Kato really didn't like was it didn't like any of them, but the one that it did the worst on was Invasion with a 17% win rate. Uh, on Bunkers, it was 33%. King of the Hill, 33%. Split Decision, 33%. Spread the Net, 33%. Um, 30 games played, and again, a 30% win rate. So, K New Kador is in an interesting spot. Winter, Winter Core is in a bizarre spot. The, the best thing we can do is try to kill your caster, but at the same time, uh, if our assassination runs fail, or we try to set it up and we don't have caster security, uh, there's a, a real good shot that uh, the game's going to end with you just killing our caster. Uh, so it's a, it's a weird spot for the faction to be in. Uh, Olaf did uh, amazing with this list. I recommend for all Cater players to kind of check it out, uh, see what he did. He's got a little bit of a, a quick write-up now in the uh, the War Machine and Hordes Discord. Um so probably can pry some more information out of him later when he's a little more rested. But uh, was was great talking with him uh, today about where, where his list were at and uh, his uh, strong utilization of Tempest. Uh, so a lot of Tempest play uh, from him with, uh, with E. Katrina. So very, very interesting stuff. But that's that's the uh, the big guys played at the tournament. Uh, that is the the major breakdown of uh, of WTC. Uh, awesome job by by the organizers. Uh, hats off to all that participated, um, and exceedingly uh, warm congratulations to Team Asgard from Sweden, um, Team Zaber from Germany, um, Team Erlunk. From, from Germany as well, uh, coming in one, two, and three, respectively. Um, so truly a, a great day for War Machine, 120 players across 24 teams at this event. Uh, was really amazing to see. Next WTC will be in Dusseldorf. It will be in August, uh, and it will be specific to, uh, to War Machine. Uh, they are, have a, a venue capable of supporting 32 teams, and I hope that there are 32 teams in a waiting list. Um, for next year. So I, I hope we continue to see the, the growth uh, in all the communities internationally. I, I think we had a, we had a rough year this year and I think we're, we're finally on the mend. Um, and hopefully that uh, we just build on strength, strength over strength. And we see the, this great game continue to grow uh, and to uh, revitalize in areas that were, were dormant. But again, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I, I am tyrants on the field and, and I'll be back with, uh, with more stuff.